سيدنا وحبيبنا ومطاعنا ومولانا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم قال تعالى بعد اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم فإن الدار الآخرة لهي الحيوان لو كانوا يعلمون وقال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم كما تحيون تموتون وكما تموتون تبعثون وكما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي امري واحلل عقدة من لساني يفقهوا قولي يا ربي صلي وسلم دائما ابدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم الحمد لله respected elders beloved brothers Allah has placed us in this world for a very short span of time when Allah speaks about this world Allah says mata'ul ghurur this world is a place of deception what is deception is something treacherous it seems to be something outwardly but in reality it is something else that is this world when quran speaks of real life what does quran say wa inna ad-dar al-akhirah lahiya al-hayawan law kanu ya'lamun true life dar akhirah the abode of the hereafter is true life so you and I think we live in here. But this is something short-lived. Quran describes this world. When we enter the next world. كَأَنَّهُمْ يَوْمَ يَرَوْنَهَا لَمْ يَلْبَثُوا إِلَّا عَشِيَّةً أَوْ ضُحَاهَا Humanity's state would be when they see Qiyamah, the day of Qiyamah. How long is that day? When the real eyes open. When what is, what is hidden now becomes apparent. When the test is over, the examination time elapses. A person leaves this stage and enters the next stage. He now enters Akhirah. Quran says, he will think that this world was so short. Ashiyah, this whole dunya, his life that he lived. Whether life of his life he passed away in his 20s or his 30s or his 50s or his 70s. Or even more. Or even less. He will feel world was like one evening or one morning this is how this world is this is how Quran describes this world we have to go Allah says and this is a challenge in Quran and we should be reading it every day in Surah Waqi'ah Allah says فَلَوْلَا إِذَا بَلَغَتِ الْحُلْقُومِ O my banda if you feel you don't have to stand before me one day this world is a thing to Make the goal and the purpose of your life. Allah challenges. Allah says, why isn't your state such that when you have to die or you see the dying man in front of you, his life is departing from his body and it's reaching his jugular and then reaching his throat. Allah says, you can see his state, his restlessness, he's going. His time has elapsed. His expiry date has come. Allah says, if you feel you don't have to stand before me one day, and this world is the be-all, Why don't you help him? You see him dying. Why can't you extend his lifespan? If your claim is true, that you make this world your goal and your objective.
Allah presents this challenge for us in the Quran. So certainly, this life is short-lived. Luqman Hakim would give this advice. He would say, Work for the world. Because we need to work. We can't ask from creation. We have to earn. But see how he teaches us how to give our time. How to prepare and how to make time management. The wise man says, Luqman Hakim, Work for the world. But do an estimate. How long is my lifespan? How long is the time I'm going to live? That's the amount of time I should give to the world. Then he said, And analyze. That is ever living. That is everlasting. To the extent of my lifespan there, that's the amount of effort I should give for the hereafter. So he tells us what we can do, we have to write it down. This is my lifespan. When I'm going to go, I don't know. But it is soon. How soon? How soon? Deen teaches us when Adhan Iqamat takes place. Not even a few minutes later is Namaz. Not even a few minutes later. How soon Adhan and Iqamat for Janazah is over? We attended Janazahs. Lately, so many of our friends, loved ones, associates, people we know are gone. Why wasn't there Adhan there? Because the Adhan was complete already. When we came into this world, that's how soon we're going to leave. That's how soon we're going to leave, beloved brothers, respected elders. So that's how we have to make Akhirat our priority. So we have to work in the world. But we have to keep our goal of Akhirah ahead of us. Because this is how short is this worldly life. We have to prepare every day. So every day we live, Allah's Nabi said, Allah's Nabi said, وسلم, if Allah gave you morning, don't have guarantee that you're going to be here tonight. Take every day as a blessing from Allah. And if Allah made us reach the night, there's no guarantee we're going to reach the morning. There were some scholars who said, let's go to different pious people and ask them, if you knew this was your last day and tomorrow you're going, how would you spend this day? And they wanted to document it as an advice for others. Because a pious man would say something wise. We can't discuss what all of them said. When they come to this great Rawi, Abdul Rahman bin Abi Nu'min, he's a narrator of a hadith. He said that actually, I analyze my every day there's nothing else I can add on because I already spend every day as though it's the last day of my life. So even if I knew today was the last day, I would do what I do every day. And this is how you and I have to plan our days and plan our nights. Respected elders, beloved brothers. Life is certainly very, very short. Allah says in the Quran, true life. The hereafter is true life. Look, Yaqub alayhi salam was a close friend of Malakul Mawt. They were very close friends. So he said to him, O angel of death, Malakul Mawt. Something else interesting. When we read Quran, we find the name of Jibreel salam, we find the name of Israfil salam, we find the name of Mikail salam. These names come in the Quran Kareem and in the Sahih Hadith. But we don't find the name of Malakul Mawt in the Quran or in Hadith. Yes, we learn from the pious, his name is Israel, but we're not even sure of that. Because that comes in a report of, a historical report. 
Some reports mention other names to him. One report says his name is Ismail. But in Quran and Ahadith, his name is not mentioned there explicitly. How is he referred to in Quran? Malakul Maut. So what it means is, like death is ambiguous, its time is unknown, we're not even sure of the name of the angel of death. Anyway, Yaqub was his friend. So he says to him, Hazrat, because of our friendship, do me one favor. He says, what do you want? Allah's Nabi, of course I'll do for you. He says, before you come to take my life, just notify me. I'll just increase my efforts. Now Allah's Nabi would obviously would make so much of efforts. But Anbiya alayhi musalam are also worried that we must please Allah more and more. Years later, there's a knock on the door. Who is it? Malakul Maut. He says, Hazrat, have you come to take me or visit me? He says, Allah's Nabi, your time has elapsed. He says, but you promised me you'll tell me. He says, no, I'm fair with everyone. You were told. He says, but I received no message, no indication. No, the message came to you. He says, what is the message? He says, equality is this, that every person received that message. He says, what message? He says, Bayadu sha'rika ba'da sawadihi wa du'fu badanika ba'da quwatihi he says, every hair strand that turned white, that was Malakul Maut knocking on your door. Every time there was a pain in your back, that was Malakul Maut knocking on the door. And every time the back was becoming more bent and weaker, that was Malakul Maut coming closer and closer. Beloved brothers, respected elders, life is very, very short. What we have to do, Let's prepare for the real life. To go by Allah is very nice. But let's be wise. We shouldn't be scared to go by Allah. But let's prepare. You know you're going on a journey. If you prepared it, you booked your tickets nicely, you got your visas, you got people to pick you up there, actually you look forward to it. Let's say you got some investments in that country. You're going to see your revenue, you're going to look at your income. It actually makes you look forward to the, group, to, to, to the trip. But every trip of Akhirah has miseries in it. Imagine if we invest offshore, real investment, investment of Akhirah. Then when we arrive, then when Malakul Maut comes, then when we have to go, we're happy to go. Sahaba were happy to go. We won't just be happy like that. We have to prepare. We have to have income that side. Income there. Currency there is neki, is amal, is good deeds. Hazrat Bilal anhu on his deathbed. He's happy. His wife is saying, my husband, you're going and you're happy. And she's crying. He says, do me a favor, don't cry. Be happy for me. She says, how can I be happy for you? He says, I'm going to meet my Allah. How happy should I be? And Allah is that being, beloved brothers. He looks for excuses to push us through. He looks for excuses to forgive us. More loving than the mother's love. More loving than the father's love. More loving than any creation. More compassionate, more kind, more loving. Allah says, my banda, I love you. Isn't it my right that you should love me too? Oh my banda, when you remember me, I remember you. When you forget me, I still remember you. How many mistakes we make, our Allah doesn't expose us. How many wrongs we perpetrate, our Allah doesn't deprive us. But he still gives us chance upon chance. And he says, my banda will turn to me. This is how kind and compassionate our Allah is. This is the being we're going to return to. 
Hazrat Bilal radiallahu says, I'm going to meet my Nabi sallallahu alayhi I'm going to see Sahaba radiallahu So beloved brothers, let's remember this. We have to go. Be wise. Prepare for it. When to prepare? Every day. Every day is a bonus. Every day is a gift. Every opportunity of akhirat, take it. And don't feel after we do it, hey, I did. No. Allah, you gave me tawfiq to please you. You gave me tawfiq to serve somebody. You gave me tawfiq to help somebody. You gave me tawfiq to read a few pages of Quran. Allah, I thank you. Invest and invest and accumulate the investment of akhirat. And also choose those investments as well. Take every opportunity. Hazrat Umar at night, he's patrolling, patrolling at night. This was this man, Sahaba. At night he's patrolling, everyone is resting. He is doing, you and I see the poisa, guarding, see that job. Hazrat Umar did it for Allah and he took it as an honor. I want to help people. One night it's late, he's outside Medina, there's a tent pitched. That time nightfall came, you just put your tent. He goes there, he hears. He sees a man in distress outside the pitch tent. Inside the tent, there's a woman groaning and moaning in pangs and pains. He wouldn't walk away. He says, brother, what's the matter? That man now, because of this quality of uh, ritta and being uh, possessive over one's wife, he says, please, brother, mind your own business. He didn't know this is Amir al-Mu'mineen. So Hazrat Umar says, please tell me. Maybe I can be of assistance. He says, what are you going to do about it? My wife is in labor. What can you do? Hazrat Umar, he doesn't know this is Hazrat Umar, who's the Khalifa, who's the ruler. Hazrat Umar goes home. It's after midnight. He wakes up his wife. See his statement. And this is, this should be our slogan. This is, oh my wife, Allah brought an opportunity for us at our doorstep to please him. Do you want it? She says, what is it now? There's a woman in labor. You're ready to help? She jumps out of the bed. Her name was Umm Kulthum radiallahu anha. They take some food. He carries it along with her, they rush, he sends her inside, he starts making the fire outside, puts the food on. As soon as it's ready, he sends it inside, he says, give the lady. Then he entertains this individual, keeps him company. After his child was born, the child comes out. Hazrat Umar's wife from inside says, Ya Amir al-Mu'mineen, tell your sati, Allah blessed him with the child, with the son. But this man for the first time he's realizing this man who's entertaining me all night is Amir al-Mu'mineen. He started to fear. Worry. Hazrat Umar rest in my shoulder. Don't worry. I'm, any, I'm, I'm someone ordinary. So what if I served you? Do not worry. Immediate calm. He never tells. Invest for akhirah. What is that investment of just good deeds? We can sit, we make tilawah, do that. Make zikrullah at home. Make ibadat. But what about those ibadats? When we go, it carries on coming. Like you get that investment every month. You didn't know. You just heard the, the, the tick on your, on, on your phone. 10,000 came in. 100,000 came in. How nice it makes a person feel. But that is dunya. He has to leave it. Allah's Nabi said, what you like, yours more or your heirs more? Your, in, your wealth or your heirs wealth? Allah, Sahaba said, obviously, every person loves his own. Allah's Nabi said, yours is what you invested by Allah. Someone else's is what you left behind. What about that deed? That deed after we in our graves, Malakul Maut comes and says, 10 Qurans to your account. Hajj time, Malakul Maut comes, 50 Hajj to your account. He's saying, I only went three Hajj. Malakul Maut, how is this? No. You shared Islam with those people. You made the Quranic Kareem translation available to this community, to those people. You 
contributed towards the student studies of Quran and Sunnah. You helped that person come to Islam. You took him to the Imam. You became the means. Or you taught that child. Or you helped. He's in his grave. Now that person, he changed his life through you. He brought so many others to Islam. This year all of them went for Hajj. All the Hajj is in your account because you became the means. So think about, think wisely. One is that good deed. When we go, book of deeds are closed. As long as we are around, we can accumulate it. As long as you put in your account, you get it. What about that good deed when we go on? In the grave, we get the message. This is added. This much is added. This much is, much is added. Like we become, become wise and traders for our dunya, let's be wise in our investments for the hereafter. And with the statement, I would say and culminate, beloved brothers, quickly hear this. Allah's Nabi said, as you lived your life, that's how you're going to die. What that means? It's a lengthy explanation, but the crux of it is this. You can choose your own death. The man who died reading Tilawat, it wasn't that out of the blue, he just took out the Quran from the shelf and he died like that. That was his day and that was his life. The man who died in Sajda, it didn't happen per chance. The friend of Allah said, your mother gave birth to you. You were crying, everyone was happy. You were born, you cried, everyone was happy. He said, please Allah so much, so much. When you have to go, everyone is crying. But you are happy. Please Allah so much, you have to go, everyone is crying. What a service to the community. What a service to humanity. He was there for us when we were in need. We didn't even have to stretch out our hands. But you will be happy. Allah give us the best way to remember when we go home and our wives, our children, what we learned, it was coming to our lives.